Are we good? Are we good? We're good. Oh, dear Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Double N Ben Variety Show. How you fucking doing? It's good to be here, ladies and gents. It is a beautiful Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday, motherfuckers. And we're here. Double N Ben Variety Show every Monday. Make sure you listen in, you subscribe, you become a streamer, you uh, smash that like and subscribe button. I, I don't know how people, like, you know how like those people who, um, you know, in every video they have to be like, please make sure you like and subscribe to the video for more makeup tutorials on how to get those right eyelashes for a good night out with the girls where you're going to drink some rosé. I can't do that shit. I'm really bad at it. And every time I do it on my main channel, I'm kind of like, oh, fuck, I hate this part. I don't even know what to say, like, you know. Because I get the impression of, like, if you like the video, then you'll like the fucking video. Why do I need to tell you? But I guess it's just, like, you know, professionalism. Following a certain standard, you know. To making sure you remind people, being like, hey, this is free content, alright? You might not have to pay for it, but you can, um, you know... Pay, you can, you can, you know, give me some appreciation in a different way. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just suck at it. I'm not good at it. You know, I just suck at asking people to do that shit. Oh, I'm on the good couch today. I'm on the good, I'm going, I'm on the good chair because I have like an office chair that I usually just work on because like I'm always on my computer and shit. And, um, I had to, I, I just, when I do the podcast, I struggle like my fucking ass feels like it's been sitting on like a bike seat like it feels like i've just had a dildo shoved up my ass like if i'm on there for too long that's why i've always got to go for walks and this podcast goes for like what 45 minutes an hour yeah so i just i had to change the seats man and now it's really comfortable i feel good i feel ready to go i feel like i'm ready to go chase what's out there in the world for me you know this is my dream um so how was everyone's week? Did you have fun? Did you, uh, did you get everything done? Was your husband nice to you? Was your wife treating you okay? She wasn't on your ass too much? Did your husband pull his weight? Did he make the Vegemite sandwiches for the kids and put them in the lunchbox? I hope he did. Right. Now, let's get on with the show. But me being the dumb shit that I am, I... Didn't have my show notes ready to go when I hit record because I'm a bit of a dope sometimes. Now, let's talk about, and I'm going to get this one out of the way because I know people are like, this is a fucking USA show. Listen, I have interests outside of politics and look, sometimes I want to discuss that stuff because I like it. My, my life is not just politics. I'm also into other things, you know, lighten up a bit. Fucking have some fun. Yes, the world and politics is dirty and it's dark and it's shit. And you feel this sense of hopeless, hopelessness sometimes. But just remember what's out there. Go put your feet in the grass. Go get your dick sucked. Go eat a good sandwich. Go have a good burrito. Go tip a waitress. Go ask that girl out. Go ask that guy if he's doing anything on Saturday night. Go have a nice, you know, fettuccine with him at the local Italian restaurant. Then you'll go back to his place and he'll slam you in the bedroom. Get out there and feel good. You know what I'm saying? There's more to the world than just politics being like, one day, 
One day I'm going to get back. You know, he is just a disgrace who should be ashamed of himself. You know, oh, I don't know what Scott Morrison's thinking. Don't worry, I'm in the same mindset, but sometimes we've got to lighten things up. I will get to the ScoMo Macron feud. You know, we'll get to that. So, but just allow me to, you know, have a bit of fun. Can I have this for once in my life? Can I be free? Okay, let's talk. Enough goofing around. All right, UFC 268 was one of the best fight cards that I have ever seen. It was fucking amazing in every sense of the word. It was brilliant. It was brutal. Um, I was so amazed that all, like the three main fights with Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler, Rose Number, Yunus, Zhang Wiley, uh, Colby Covington, and Kamara Usman, like no one got knocked out in any of those fights. They went the entire three or five rounds. And they were, they were like they were brutal fights. Like they were battles. Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler. I mean that 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 fight might go down as like one of the greatest, probably the greatest fight all year. I, for me personally, I'm the Volkanovski and Ortega fight still my personal favorite, but uh, it's definitely up there. The the Chandler and Gaethje fight was definitely up there. I mean, you, you thought it was over for Chandler when Gaethje gave him that uppercut in the in this. I think it was the second round. Second round. I'm pretty sure it was the second round. I gave him that uppercut. And um, you just thought it was over for Chandler. But Chandler just can take hits like no one else. Like, he takes the hit, this uppercut. He takes it, and he just gets back up, and he's still fucking going. And you look at the guy's face. It was a mess. It was destroyed. But he kept going. He put on a show. And I don't... Like, yeah, sure, he lost, and I wanted Chandler to win, but... I think Chandler's just one of those fighters who is so good at what he does that at the same time, he's able to put on a show. Like, he can just keep you that engaged. He's just... He's, he's got your eyes on the screen, and I just think he's a brilliant fighter. And he honestly, he's one of my favorites at the moment. Um, to be fair, he's someone... You know what I really respect about Michael Chandler? He goes up against fighters who are really hard to beat. Like, he wants the toughest opponent. He went up against Charles Oliveira. He went up. He went up against Justin Gaethje. Like the guy wants the hardest fights that he can get, and that's something to commend. Like that is something where you know everyone just wants a title shot. He's just like fuck it. Give me the give me the challenger. Give me the hardest guy that I've got to take on. And I think he just killed it. I think he absolutely destroyed it, and I cannot wait to see who he fights next. Um. You know, I just again he he's brilliant. I don't who who do I who should he fight next? Um, huh? That's a good question. I don't know who should he fight next. Send me a message, write a comment. Let me know who we should fight next. I don't think anyone in my audience is really going to know because I don't think they watch the UFC. Um, but like I said, this is my outlet to um. Release my emotions on what I feel about the world. And one of those things is the UFC. So, so I don't think anyone in my audience is really going to know um, what to uh, what to suggest there. And that's okay. That's fine. I'll just do all the fucking groundwork. You know, that just speaks to the generation of today. You know, I'll do all the groundwork, but you fucking millennial socialist, what do you do? I mean, you know, us adults, we actually got to pick up the hard labor here. Yeah, no, on to see yourself. Um, nah, look, it's all good. Don't worry. I'll...
figure it out myself. But then you had Rose Number Unis and Zhang Wiley. Holy shit, I thought Zhang Wiley had that in the bag for the first three rounds. I'm like, I think Rose is going to lose here. I really felt that, man. Zhang Wiley has this incredible body strength on her where she just has this terrific cut. Like, she just is able to, you know, pack a punch and, like, she's able to really lift, like, just the, the, the strength that she has from all the work that she does in, you know, weights and her training and her cardio and her strength and conditioning. Her, her, her strength is incredible. You can see Rose Nambiunas as much as possible is trying to back away from that. Because Rose knew if she gets too close and she gets in, you know, Zhang's grip, Rose would have been fucked. She would have been in a lot of trouble. And she was every time that happened. But Rose, you know, got the ground and pound on her. And when they got on the ground, still, like, both fighters showed, like, tremendous technical work on their, you know, groundwork and their jujitsu and their wrestling. It was fantastic. Oh, it was brilliant. Probably, I, I just, I honestly thought Zhang Wiley was going to win there for a sec. I wanted her to win, but, you know. That Trevor Whitman coach of um, Justin Gaethje, Rosanami Yunus, and uh, Kamaru Usman. Fuck, man. He is one of the greatest coaches of all time, if not the greatest, man. You have three fighters in one night, and they all fucking win? Like, what? Go the distance? All right. Next fight was Kamaru Usman, Colby Covington. All right. Now, I really like both of these fighters. I love them both. They're, both of them are, like, my favorite fighters, but it's hard to pick one of them. Um... But honestly, I actually wanted Colby to win. Because I don't think Colby gets the credit that he deserves. Yes, I know he has a very controversial persona that he does to, um, you know, gain the publicity and gain the pay-per-view buys. And um, he's just... Dude, he, he might talk a lot of shit, but he can fight. He can really, really fight. Say what you want, but the man is able to throw... Down. He has an incredible gas tank. His wrestling is brilliant. And like everyone's like, he's not a good striker. Yeah, but this is what he does. He increases his strike rate throughout the rounds in order to, you know, favor himself on the judges' scorecard. He is a very smart, intelligent fighter. Oh, fucking hell. I spilled coffee on that. Shit. Christ almighty. Fucking hell. Clots. Um, anyway, the Kamara Usman. He's just this guy who has this incredible striking ability. He can just throw throw a punch, and everyone's just in. Everyone's just fucked whenever he throws that punch. Oh shit! It's the guy. It's the fucking garbage truck again. Don't you cunts know that I'm doing a podcast talking about the UFC? Where are you fucking manners? Sorry, I'm I'm losing my mind here. I I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have to cut this part out. We'll, we'll be back in just a sec. I'm, I'm really sorry. I live on the worst street. I'm sorry. We'll be back. Hang tight. Okie dokie. We're back. I'm really sorry about that garbage truck. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. I, I said last week, I live on the worst street. I've got a great apartment, but my street sucks because I live... Okay, I live where a pub is, a cafe is, and the Chinese embassy is all on the one street. So... You know, that's just a great mix in of itself. You know, like, so you got garbage trucks, you got delivery trucks, you got people delivering kegs, you got protests outside the fucking Chinese embassy, you got delivery trucks at like 2, 3 a.m. delivering fucking baked goods for the cafe. Who is eat? Who is ordering cookies at 3 a.m.? Who the fuck is doing that? Who's ordering?
during cookies. I really feel like the chop chip cook, the chop chip cookie at our this, this fine hour of uh, quarter to four in the morning. What? Bitch, you don't want a cookie at that time. And you know, and the, the the garbage trucks are just non-stop, and like you know, because they're always give you know they're always picking up the cafes garbage, the pubs garbage. Like it's just a pain in the ass to create so much noise. Oh, I'm just stressed, you know. If you want to find a good residence on the property market, just find a place where, you know, there's going to be a lot of noise. No, I look, I love my apartment, but it's just, you know, it ain't, just the street sucks. Anyway, what was I saying? Kamara Usman, Cobby Covington, holy shit. Kamara Usman is an amazing striker. He's brilliant. He knocked out Jorge Masvidal with one punch. He just, he's brilliant. He's a hard fighter to take down, but Colby Covington, every time he's fought Kamara Usman, has come so close to beating him, and no other fighter has, fighter has been able to do that. Every other fighter has been destroyed, or if they've made it through five rounds with Kamara Usman, which no one really is really able to do except Colby and Jorge Masvidal during their first fight, but no one on the judges' scorecard has come that close to beating Kamara Usman other than Colby Covington, all right? You can talk shit about Colby, say, like, he's a piece of shit. He says all this ridiculous stuff. He's selling a character in order to get the views. He's a, he's a marketing genius, and I, I, you got to give him credit for it. you got to sell fights, and people like drama, and he's, he's capitalizing off of that. You know, he's a brilliant fighter, so you just got to acknowledge greatness when you see it. All right, let's talk quickly about the Virginia election for governor that happened last week where where um, the Republicans won. Uh, this is very telling about the midterms that are going to come in 2022. It's going to be nuts. I mean, you know, I honestly think that given the polls at the moment towards, you know, the approval rating for Biden and Kamala Harris um, and what just happened in Virginia, I think the Democrats are in some deep shit in 2022. And there's ways they can change it. There are ways that they can make the polls favor towards more, you know, more towards the Democrats. But the problem at the moment is that, let me break it down for you as a whole, all right? Let me, let me tell you the issues with the Democrats and the Republicans. Now, I have made endless criticisms about the Democrats. I've, I've talked so much shit about Hillary Clinton. I've shat on Kamala Harris. I have plenty of criticisms criticisms uh, towards Obama and Biden. Fuck, I can't even get my words out because I'm talking too fast. But I have made plenty of choice words about those people in the Democratic Party, right? But... If I had to pick between Democrat or Republican, I'm going to go with Democrat. Now, this is the problem with the Republicans. They are fucking insane. The Republicans are nuts. They are insane. They are not the party that they once were in the days of, you know, Nixon and before that, you know, in the from like, you know, the 30s up into the 70s. They're not the same party. They are this radical group that is banking on the culture war to get them votes, right? So what what are what are the things that the Republicans are banking on at the moment? Vaccine mandates, COVID, gender identity, fucking, you know, critical race theory, all this culture war bullshit. This is the thing about the culture war. It is bullshit. This stuff about like critical race theory and like, you know, oh vaccine mandates, oh my freedom from communism. Like they take these policy issues 
that should just be focused on like, you know, hey, how about we do things for the, you know, in, in the best interest of the public, right? They take those issues and they turn it into a fucking culture war like they did with climate change where at the end of the day, climate change should have been, been about like, yes, this is what global scientists and economists are indicating towards if we don't cut down our emissions, if we keep polluting the oceans, if we keep, you know, we don't cut out fossil fuel usage you know this is what will happen and it will have a devastating effect but of course the republicans because they don't believe in climate change they made it into a culture war they made and again i'm not saying the democrats are perfect they have plenty of fucking issues that i will get to but the the fucking republicans are insane they are fucking nuts they they are just honestly they're off the charts Right, they've only got a bank on the culture war, you know, because that's what people like. They care about these stupid cultural issues. They don't care about policy. They don't care about actual legislation that's going to, you know, actually, you know, change people's lives for the better. They don't care about that shit. They just want to get votes, so they bank on the culture war. That is what they do, right? That's what Ron DeSantis is doing. You know, that's what Trump initially was all about policy during the 2016 election he was still doing a lot of this culture war shit but he was more policy oriented than usual but you know uh given the fact that when he got into office and he actually you know didn't really do that kind of shit that he promised except build the war which was kind of semi done i don't know is it done i have no fucking idea i'm not paying attention to you know whether or not the war was built but um yeah they're very culture war oriented whereas the democrats they still feed into the culture war. They still play this game of identity politics, but they're a lot more policy-oriented than the Republicans, and that makes me favor them a lot more, even though there are tons of problems with them, and this is what I will get to with the Democrats at the moment. This is what happens with some of their policies. They promise these great policies. I will say this. I like Biden's climate... Uh, excuse me, fuck. I like Biden's climate policy. I really do. It's not Bernie. It's not the Green New Deal, but it's a good climate policy. I'll 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 settle with it. I'll take it. Right? It's not the Green New Deal, but it'll do. Right? <clears throat> now, the thing is, is that we every time the Democrats get in, they give this great promise, but they give back this watered-down, B-grade version of what they initially promised. For example, the stimulus checks. Oh, we'll give you 14... Was it 1400 I think it was a $1,400. No, $2,000. It was $2,000. We'll give you a $2,000 stimulus check. We'll, we'll help you out. We'll help you out. And then they gave like 1400 Then they gave less than that over time. And everyone's like, hey, what the fuck? They're like, well, Trump gave you 600 so we'll just give you less. And it's like... Dude, $600 in America is not enough. That will be chewed up just to pay for the bills and the rent and all that stuff. Like, and how, how long ago did they get that 600 bucks? Not very fucking, you know, it's quite a long time ago when they got that 600 bucks, you know. So 1400 bucks, it's a little bit late. It's ridiculous, you know. So that's the problem. They give this watered down version of their policies and people get fucking sick of it. So... They bet on the wild dog, which is the Republicans. And the problem is with... What was the Democrat's name that was running in Virginia? Fuck, how do I not know this? 
Virginia uh, governor election. Let me just look this up. Terry McAuliffe, right? He was Terry McAuliffe, right? Terry McAuliffe, he was the Democrat, right? Yeah, Terry McAuliffe. Terry McAuliffe, right. Terry McAuliffe's election campaign uh, was fucking terrible. It sucked. It sucked. I'm sorry. That, that was a terrible, terrible election campaign. Do you know why? All he was talking about was how bad Trump is. Who gives a shit about Trump? He's gone. Who cares? Trump is gone. He probably won't even come... If he comes back to 2024, it's not... I don't think he will get it again. Because not when I say he won't get it again, I'm, talk, I'm even talking about the Republican nomination. I don't even know if he's going to get that. Do you know why? Because if Ron DeSantis wins... Dude, I don't know how well that's going to work out for Trump. Trump is a, is gone. He is a thing of the past, okay? It's 2021. He lost. Yes, I know the QAnon and the supporters raided the Capitol. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? Yes, I know people say Trump's a dangerous guy and you don't, you don't understand the significant impact of, you know, the, the fucking Capitol rating. I understand. I get it. But... This is a this is an election for being the governor of Virginia. No one gives a shit about Trump. He's gone. Focus on more of the policies. Focus more on the policies. But he didn't. He didn't even focus that much on the culture war. And when he did, it was a fucking disaster. But Glenn Youngkin, again, being a Republican, what did he do? Oh, I'm going to get rid of vaccine mandates. I'm going to get rid of critical race theory. He banked on the culture war and he won. You should be more focused on policy, not how bad Trump is, not how bad the Republicans are. I'm not saying you can't mention that here and there, but don't make, don't hyper-focus on it. It was so stupid. I know it sounds like I'm getting emotionally attached to this. I know it sounds stupid that I am, but I just, I'm more getting, like, just in my mind, I'm like, this is so absurd that people still think this is a way to win elections. It's just hilarious to me. Like, it's just fucking crazy. The people think that's going to win you an election. Like, no. No, it won't. It won't. It's not going to win you an election. You focused on the culture war, and the culture war is bullshit. And, you know, their response, the Democrats' response to losing was just embarrassing. Uh, you know, not all of them, but there were a fair few of them on MSNBC. A few other Democratic staffers saying, like, you know... Yeah, you know, white supremacy's just, you know, it's taking over. Well, white men always get in. People love racism. Enough. Enough. Stop. Stop. Enough with this bullshit. No. It's got nothing to do with that. No one cares. It's not about that. You just had a shitty election campaign. Alright? It's got nothing to do with white supremacy. Fuck. That's another thing that the Democrats do. They blame, you know, racist, sexist, homophobes. Yeah, okay, they are probably... Yeah, I understand what you're trying to say, but... Policy's the one that you gotta bank on, but they won't bank on it, because when they hold those promises, they gotta deliver on it, not give some fucking watered-down version of it. 
not saying all their policies are like that. I'm, I'm, again, I said I liked Biden's climate policy, but all these, some of his other policies, it's like, nah, dude. You know? Can't keep banking on that. Don't give empty promises. You're going to give rich and fulfilling promises. Um, Alright, now, let's move on to ScoMo and Macron. Now, this is, so ScoMo's back, you know. Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. ScoMo's back, back, back. Tell a friend, 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 friend. Um, guess who's back, guess who's back, guess who's back, we're so fucked, we're so fucked, we're so fucked, you gonna shit yourself. I created a, this is Rupert Murdoch's fucking, uh, verse in, this, in that song. I created a monster, but nobody wants to see Skoma no more, they want Sco- culture war bullshit. I don't even know, I can't rap for shit, that's so embarrassing. But I tried, didn't I? Simon Cow, he's like, that was the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Kill yourself. Fine, I'll do it. Oh, fucking hell, my vape ran out. God damn it. Can't give me anything. Anyway, uh, right, let's get to ScoMo and Macron. Now, all right. How would I somehow... God, my fucking voice broke. How would I? Um, now, how would I rate that uh, summit with the world leaders that ScoMo was at? How did he represent Australia? Let's do a bit of a scorecard. Um, I have to say that that was one of the most embarrassing things that I've ever seen from a prime minister. Probably... Th- might be up there with the most embarrassing. I think what he did was so humiliating and just, you know, like... Oh, shit. Hold up. I'm going to close the door. You know, sorry. I had to close the door. I brought it home. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, like, you know... The whole submarine deal that they were discussing when he was, you know, at the COP26 uh, event. Like, it's just so embarrassing that you have to leak emails or text messages and they don't even really prove anything. That's what you have to resort to and it's so embarrassing. It's just, you know, it's one of those things where you look at it. And you think like this is this is what we this is what we got we this is what we voted for and this is what we got you know we 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 wanted someone who you know was about the party small business and uh, you know who's gonna do things the Australian way and everyone's like yeah that's a good idea so that's what we got and this is the end result that's what you fuckers voted for that's what you wanted so um hope you're happy but um. Anyway, the thing is, is that there was with, with the, the net zero plan. You look at it, look at it, and you think, you know, like this is just not going to bring any effective change. And they're not even legislating this shitty plan. And then he goes to the summit and he puts on this horrible performance whenever he's talking about climate change. Like it's just embarrassing. Like it's embarrassing to the point where you look at it and you start 
to realize that it's like, okay, we are the weakest link at this global event and we are contributing to climate change in a massive way. And our solution is so piss poor that all the world leaders just look at it thinking like, what the fuck is this? Then you got the submarine deal, you know, and that's even more embarrassing. You know, you got that falling to shit. You got people trying to like back ScoMo up no matter what. Like everyone on Sky News is trying to back him up saying like, no, he's got he's got Australia's best interest at heart. Like, listen, guys, Sky News, listen, Paul Murray, Rita Panahi, Andrew Bolt, listen, guys, guys. Initially, when you guys started doing that, it was funny. It was funny when you started doing that. It was it was funny because it was embarrassing. Now, it's just sad because you can't back it up. Everyone looks at that thinking that that event was a disaster, right? And when you've got the French president accusing, is it president or prime minister? I'm gonna go off president. I don't know about I don't know enough about French politics. All right. Don't give me shit. Um, when you have the French president literally rocking up to this summit saying, you're a liar. You cheated me. You cheated my country and you ruined our relations. Like, dude, like, what the fuck? Like, what are we doing? Like, how did we get to this point? And everyone's like, oh, this is so surprising. I can't believe this is happening. It's like, you didn't think this kind of pattern of behavior was going to occur when he, you know, fled the country when, you know, uh, the, like half the, when he fled to Hawaii when half the country was burning. Like, what you vote for is what you get. Like, you know, you can't keep making excuses for this guy. Like, he's a fucking embarrassment. But people will, and they'll keep saying whatever they've got to say. And, you know, you can see the end result when he goes to the climate summit and no one's shaking his hand, no one wants to talk to him because his policy on climate change sucks and he ruined foreign foreign policy relations with an ally. No one can trust us anymore in that regard. Why would they? It is embarrassing and on a policy level, it puts us in a really shit position when it comes to having, you know, Proper uh, uh, a proper alliance with France. It's really stupid. It's really stupid, and we. It's really. It's just one of those things where it's like you know, if he wins the next election, like we are, like I don't. I just can't see him winning the next election. I can't see him winning. What can he run on? What can he run on? He's got nothing to run on. All these promises and his policies have been a fucking disaster. That JobKeeper stimulus package? Disaster. Disaster. You're bailing out corporations and banks throughout the initial stages of an economic crisis? Like, what? You're just doing these private bailouts, and then all you're doing is like, yeah, we'll give you we'll give a stimulus to, like, you know, businesses, and they can pay their workers, and they're not even paying their fucking workers properly, and they're firing them. And they're firing, and the, and the debt on this stimulus package is going to be huge. And it's just this, it's this idea of giving big business all the money they want so they can crush smaller businesses, and that's exactly what happened. So he didn't, 
he didn't help out Australians. He fucking hurt them even more during a very harmful period of time throughout last year. And it's still a very harmful period of time. It hasn't ended. It's still going. But his idea of, you know, serving the people is just a bunch of bullshit. And I think everyone's starting to see through that now. Um, you know, but who knows what the Liberals are going to, you know, what hat trick they're going to pull next. You know, like they might kick him out, which I don't think see that happening. But, you know, they might just hypothetically, they might kick him out and get some, you know, new liberals, some new leader who's going to be great. And, you know, he's a new face and he's lovely and he just wants to get back to business. Well, being so corrupt and trying to get back to business eventually, eventually just makes you fall flat on your face. You know what I'm talking about? So, yeah, it was an absolute embarrassing disaster. Uh, and, you know, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do next election, but if he wins, we're fucked. Um, you know, I've covered this numerous times on the main channel. Uh, well, only once, really. <sighs> I don't know why I'm saying numerous times, but only once. Where, um, you know, the climate policy that was introduced on the Net Zero plan is uh, bullshit. It's bullshit. Everyone knows it's bullshit. Everyone knows that it's a, you know, it's garbage. And, you know, he hasn't implemented it. He hasn't made it into a policy. He hasn't legislated it. And it's a shit plan anyway. It's a shit plan. It's not good. It doesn't get a tick in my books, but... Yeah, and, you know, like... How far are you willing to go to prove your point where you get to a point where you just, you know, ruin relations with a foreign ally? So, yeah... He's, uh, you know, he's to me, he's to us hoping that Albo gets in and uh, fixes all the bullshit that uh, Scott Morrison has, uh, you know, made. You know, all the fucking mess. I hope Albo just can come in and clean it up and, you know, just bring us back to, uh, you know, what we were back in the 80s and 90s. That'd be a fucking... That'd be A+. plus. But um, who knows, man? Australian politics is just a fucking... It's nuts. It's crazy. It's uh, can switch on a dime like that. So who knows what's going to happen next election? You know, it's why not really. The polls are the polls, but you know, things can change soon. You never know. So yeah. But anyway, that's all I've got for you today. I hope you had a wonderful, beautiful time. I hope you had a swell time. I hope you were entertained. I hope you um, you know. I just hope you feel good. It's all I care about. I care about the positive vibes. Positive vibes only. Anyway, all right, I'm signing off. I'll catch your beautiful sons of bitches next time. You have yourself a good week, all right? Stay safe out there. You keep it real. Don't be mean. Be nice to each other. You know, go pick up some trash. Go um, walk the dog. Get outside. Go have fun. You know? Go enjoy yourselves, and I'll catch you next Monday. This is going to be me signing off. Have a good week. I love your alrighty kitties. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Au revoir. Uh, whatever, you, whatever goodbyes in Japan. All right, bye.